We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the third day of May, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you. How was your international, um, well, it was commie day, wasn't it? How, how was your international yeah. commie day? How was May Day? Well, here, fairly uneventful. A uh, little bit of a revolt from the, the weather, um, but other than that, it was uh, uneventful here. That might explain the black umbrellas with Antifa then, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you would have seen the black umbrellas just because it was raining. Yeah, just because it was raining. Well, it was raining in Paris too. Did you see what happened in Paris over the weekend? Good night. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Of course, those were all freedom protesters. That was that. That was something that you couldn't put on the mainstream media as it wasn't anything like those those domestic terrorists and those non citizens that are out there protesting digital IDs and mandatory vaccinations. You see, those are the real threat, but not people that are smashing out, excuse me, not animals that are out there smashing out legitimate businesses and torching cars and uh, and burning streets down, things like that. I mean, that, that was perfectly logical. That was perfectly reasonable, wasn't it? Well, it's the it's voice of the unheard, you see. So, it, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I really don't even know where to go. I, I'm expecting like some earth shattering event. It's like the calm before the storm. You know, it's like we're moving into the next phase and they really don't have a, a way to like transition us into the next phase. Man, they're trying desperately to work this uh, Ukraine thing for all it's worth, aren't they? And they're just not gaining any ground yeah. with it. Like it's just not going anywhere. Every time they try to do something with Ukraine, like the bubble gets popped as in like the, the media doesn't have a story they can run with because it gets debunked by like five or six other <clears throat> non-credible sources in the alt media, which that's what people majority of the time now pay attention to. So there's nothing that they can do. But CNN says that, um, you see, they're a little panicked. Um, one of their guests was on uh, uh, over the weekend. He, they're a little panicked. They're, they're a little worried that they don't know how they're going to control the channels of communication anymore now that Elon Musk has bought Twitter. They don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, um, you don't. That, that, that's, that's, you, you don't control that. You allow free speech. That, that should be what you do. Um, but as we know, that, that's not what they want. The, the thing is, Musk doesn't even own, like, he doesn't own Twitter yet. They just agreed to, to, to do the deal, but the deal doesn't finalize until like August or October or something like that this year. It's not going to be for a while. There was a, uh, there was a guest on CNN. It was David uh, Zurowick, I believe. He was discussing uh, on potato time with Brian Stelzer. Is, is, it, is that supposed to be like some kind of a pun or something? Potato time? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Is it like, does he look like Mr. Potato Head or something? Is that, is that what it's supposed yeah. to be about? Yeah, that, that, that's the joke. Oh, yeah. He, he oh. Looks like, yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. So I, it's not funny, but all right, I'll go with it. Zerwick proclaimed that Musk is dangerous and shouldn't be allowed to restore free speech on the platform. He suggested that the U.S. should look to Europe 
<laughs> yes, because it's been a it's been a wonderful bed of roses over here. Uh, he says, which has recently brought into new laws, uh, brought in new laws to limit social media and even threatened to ban Twitter if Musk doesn't play ball. Well, that'd be a real shame if they banned Twitter in, uh, in all of Europe. That'd be a real shame. People could actually start thinking if they did that. He says, I'm quoting uh, here. <laughs> yeah, go on. Nothing's going to happen if they ban Twitter there in, in Europe. There's no. so many other ways to get around their ban. It, it, it's not going to do anything. Well, they just need to take over everything. You see, Bruce, that, that's what they need to do in order to, to keep everybody safe. That's what they need to do. Mm. Uh, this Zurabwick or whatever his name is, uh, he says, there's a bigger problem here about how we're going to control the channels of communication in this country. <laughs> he said, this is dangerous. We can't think anymore in this country. Well, I won't disagree with you on that. <laughs> I certainly won't argue with that. Uh, he said that I'm serious. We don't have people in Congress who can make regulations that can make it work. I think we can look to the uh, to the Western countries in Europe for how they're trying to limit it. But you need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country or we're headed to hell. We are there. Trump opened the gates of hell and now they're chasing us down. <laughs> this is too good. We gave over what amounts to our airwaves or our internet waves to Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Oh, he's comparing him to, to Zuckerberg. Yeah, uh, Zuckerberg's actually on your side, dumbass. And we are in so much trouble because those guys believe in making money. D do you wonder why CNN has falling viewership? Because of talk like that. That's why. How are we going to control discourse and dialogue in this country? You don't. You don't. You let discourse and dialogue take its course. And you let the free market of ideas sort it out. Where, where do they get these idiots? I, I, I shouldn't be surprised. I should not be surprised that this is the kind of person that they have on there and promote that kind of message, especially on Brian Stelter. That guy could care less about any kind of free speech. Any of those people over there at CNN could care less about free speech. None of them give a damn about any of it. They want to tell you what to think. When he says, how are we going to control the channels of communication, that means how are you going to get people back to your failing, dying network? You don't, Jack. You don't. You lost your credibility because you sat there for two decades and you have lied to the American people and to the people of the world. You know, I find it ironic that the same guy that they were praising because he revolutionized the electric car industry. Uh, produced electric cars at half the price. The cheapest model of Tesla you can get is thirty thousand. The average is uh, in the range of fifty to sixty thousand for an electric car. Uh, it's not cheap, but Musk made it more more affordable. Now they're making policies. They being the the government, the the quote unquote elite. Uh, they think they're elite. Are, are making policies to require you to go buy some of his product. That same individual they are now saying is of the devil. And then all the stuff that they're saying that he, uh, that Musk could potentially do, right? Uh, he, he could sway elections. He, you know, you're, you're going to see more fascists or more uh, crazies on, on the Internet now because of him. I, I'm sorry. Do, do you guys not own a mirror? Do you not look in the mirror? Everything you're accusing him of might be doing, you're already doing. Uh, so I, I don't see what the problem is here. He's already saying, Musk is saying, look, you're going to have more free speech. Uh, you're going to be able to share conflicting ideas within the law. That's what he said so far. As long as you're within the law. So unless there's a, some new law that's passed that says you can't have uh, conservative ideas, 
you're, you're in the future going to be able to express conservative ideas on Twitter, uh, assuming all of this continues to uh, go through and Musk buys Twitter. It, it's only going to be beneficial to democracy, as they say. Um, it's not democracy, by the way. This is a constitutional republic, but yeah, I digress. How far should you go on the censorship, though? I mean, you have to have people that are there to address these things because these are concerning issues, right? Current, pre excuse me, former president Barack Obama. Again, was that a Freudian slip? Did I make a mistake? You make your own mind up based on what's going on. Barack Obama giving a speech on this, and I'm not quite sure why he is speaking at all, because usually former presidents, they go away. I mean, traditionally, they go away and like they, they write a book or something and then you don't hear from them ever again. That's usually what happens. They go and they like they they attend a dinner or something or they attend like a ribbon cutting for um, for their library or, or whatever it is that they have some monument or something that they've got. And that's the end of it. You really don't hear from them after that ever again. But this guy, he's he's still on the scene like he's like he's running stuff. He's giving speeches like. He's actually in that office. I mean, when he talks in this, what I'm about to play, this sounds exactly like a speech he would give if he were still president of the United States. Take a listen. Now, the good news is, is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large teams of people to monitor it. Oh, good, good. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. Still, uh, talking to people at these companies, I believe they are sincere in trying to limit content that engages in hate speech, encourages violence, or poses a threat to public safety. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, it doesn't go far enough. You see that? It doesn't go far enough. Doesn't go far enough. So... Uh, we're going to have to, but by the way, right after he said that, uh, just I'm sure it was just sheer coincidence, just a few days after he gave that speech, I mean, it was almost like, it was almost like the, the heavens had parted and, and the good Lord above had shined down a light right on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And by decree, they created a, a, a ministry of truth or disinformation wing of the Department of Homeland Security. And they put the, the dancing bobblehead, Bobble Betty, whatever her name is up there to head it and to lead it up. You know, the singing moron that we played last week, her. Yeah. So you see, it doesn't go far enough. So what's going to have to happen now is you see the government's going to have to come in and they're going to have to give oversight on the people that are not supposed to give oversight who are now going to give oversight. So as long as that makes sense, then I think everybody's all working on the same page here. Yeah. So um, the government's going has created a department to violate your First Amendment rights without actually violating your First Amendment rights because they're not uh -huh. actually going after free speech. What they're going after is companies that are facilitating your ability to speak on a large scale. They're uh, strong arming those companies and saying, uh, you need to have better regulations on, mm -hmm. on free speech. Oh, no, excuse me. Uh, hate no, speech. No, see, they're, they're, they're not going after those companies. You see, it, you heard him yourself. Those companies, they're genuinely concerned. Uh-huh about the things that they see and the things that they hear. They're genuinely concerned and they want I, to do something. I, I don't disagree. I'm sure they are genuinely concerned about the things that they're being told. Um, but uh, it, it's what what we're talking about are two different things. <laughs> um, yeah, th this is um, this is a complete violation of the First Amendment. Uh, they're they're <laughs> they're hitting just the edges of of 
their bounds, if you will. And they're, they're hitting that gray area and trying to confuse us being like, well, no, see, we're, we're not actually violating the, the, the first amendment. See, we're, we're, uh, encouraging companies to, uh, better regulate hate speech. Uh, I'm sorry. We, we capitulated enough when we, when we said, um, you, you can't call for violence. You, you can't threaten Th- those kind of things. We, we already capitulated enough on those things. No more free speech needs to be given. Uh, so what is hate speech is, is basically my question in all of this. What, what do they classify as hate speech? Uh, to give you an idea, a taste of what hate speech is, if you claim to be transgender and I call you the sex of your origin, your gender... You didn't and, have to do that. Um, you didn't have to do that. If you just, uh, if you misgender somebody. That, that's if you just, what I was getting at. I, oh, but, well, no, that, I mean, that's what I was even meaning. if you didn't know, even if you didn't know mm-hmm. and you were trying to remain neutral yeah. about the thing, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. about the, the whole issue, even if you're trying to remain neutral about it and you, you genuinely make a mistake and it's yep. a mistake in the wrong direction. If you don't call them one of the, uh, I don't know, the, the 50 different, what, well, Facebook has like what, 90 something genders now. If you, it's something like that. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. And if you if you don't get the right one out of like the ninety something choices, then you're a you're a, a hater and and you're promoting hate speech or, or something like that. That's hate speech to this insanity. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And that is I I don't understand because then at the same time in the same breath they're saying, but the the riots and everything that happen that that's the voice of the unheard. That's fine. Actual literal violence is fine. But if you say something wrong or don't say anything when you're supposed to say something, that's violence. And that has to be regulated. Department of Homeland Security head Alejandro Mayorkas on the new um, disinformation czar or whatever the hell her name is. Republicans are criticizing your decision, the administration's decision to choose Nina Jankowicz to lead this disinformation board. They say she is not somebody who is neutral. Your response? Eminently qualified, a renowned expert in the field of disinformation. Absolutely so. (laughs) (laughs) And right on cue, before you give a response, Bruce, let's hear Jen Psaki. Um, It's not the mandate is not to adjudicate what is true or false online or or otherwise. Um, It will operate in a nonpartisan and apolitical manner. It's basically meant to coordinate a lot of the ongoing work that is happening. And what their focus is, the focus is on disinformation that threatens the homeland, as I noted, which things like inciting things that would incite violent extremism, um, you know, human traffickers and other transnational criminal organizations, uh, any efforts at uh, malign foreign influence, anything that would endanger individuals during emergencies. So a lot of this work is really about work that people may not see every day that's ongoing by the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, You see, it's all about human traffickers and and people of international uh, crime uh, apparatuses and things like that. You see, that's what it's all about. And and threats to the homeland, you see. Um, It's not like they need to create anything under that if that's really indeed what they're going after, because as far as I know, we've had laws on the books and agencies in place for decades to go after organized crime groups like that. I know for a fact that we do and we have. So they, they don't need anything new for that. What they want is, or excuse me, what they're telling you they're going to have is full adject control over your speech online. You're going to have a digital ID to sign into the Internet. You're going to have an Internet ID. That's part of your digital wallet. That's part of your social credit. You're going to need that to get online because 
under the new system, there is no more anonymity online. None. Zero. Less than zero. So the CNN one, I, I want to point out that um, that was a very sly move on their part, I guess would be the right wordage. Um, CNN. Because I wouldn't expect anything less. You noticed, you noticed how she phrased the question there, how it was Republicans are resisting the um, uh, individual you selected to to head up. And so in other words, the, the reason that uh, we conservatives are um, against this whole thing is because of the person you picked, not because you're creating an organization that completely violates your uh, your authorities and, and the First Amendment. No, that's not the problem. Uh, no, no, it, it's it's the woman you pick to head it up. That's our problem. No, I could I could care less who you put in that position. I don't care. The position should not exist. That department should not exist. Uh, honestly, half of those, more than that, it's more like 90 some percent of the, the departments that are in the government right now do not need to exist. They should all be at the state level. But here we are. This is where we're at. That, that just annoys me that they, how, how they, they twist things and, and say, see, look, people don't, they're not against the, the whole government. That, 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 that's not the problem. It's not the government. It's, it's just the person. It, it, it's kind of the same tactic that they did with the, um, the this is um, going, going back a bit to a uh, slightly different topic, but you know, the, the whole gay agenda and how they wanted to have the, the rights to, you know, the marriage and all of blah, 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 whatever. They weren't arguing that government should not be involved. They were arguing that they want to go in and have, um, they wanted to get married, right? That, 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 that's what they wanted. You should have been fighting to get government out of your life, not more government in your life. I don't, yeah, I don't know what I, the government, what business they have in your bedroom, but don't. I, I don't know why more people want that in their life. It just it baffles well, me. Here, here's the thing, and I, I it's not, it not it's not necessarily just with that one. I, I know that that's an example. I, it, that's a, that's a good example. Is that? But I, I know other groups that do this. I mean, you know, you look at Black Lives Matter. You look at uh, these other NGOs like the ADL, the Southern Poverty Law Center. These these groups. These are all groups that use the government. They use a control arm of the state to force a political agenda on a majority group that doesn't want it done to them. So yeah. I'm against any group, no matter what it is. I don't care if it's whatever whatever uh, group it is. The feminist movement is the same thing. Uh, th this whole, th this abortion racket, same thing. I'm against any group that utilizes the power of the state to force its agenda on a majority of people that otherwise wouldn't accept it. That's what my problem is. You know, I, I remember somebody coming to me one time of I want to say it was like five, six years ago, or maybe it's been longer than that now. I don't I don't know. But it was about something that the Supreme Court ruled on. The Supreme Court had no jurisdiction to rule on something like that. They just did it. It was under Obama, whatever it was. I can't remember what it was now. And they said, well, what's your stance on that? And I said, look, I. I, I'm neutral on the whole thing because that's a libertarian side of me. I, I really don't care what you do in your in, in your private life. That's your business. But my issue and I, my, my bigger issue is the Supreme Court, in this case, the government is ruling on something that they have no right or ability to rule on. They're just doing it. And they're saying everybody else has to accept this when you have no right to do that. That's my problem. That's my big issue with all this stuff is you have a minority group, whatever group that is, doesn't necessarily have to be restricted to one thing, but you have a minority group that comes in and uses the power of the state to force its agenda on the majority of a populace. 
that's an unpopular agenda at that, most of them. That's my issue. That's my problem. Is that right there? That shouldn't be done. If you want to take it to the people, put it out in the marketplace, let people decide on what it is. And if it's that big of a deal to you to make it, a, I don't know, a law of the land or whatever it is, put it to a vote. Let the people decide on whether or not they want that in the society or not. Let people decide that. But that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Instead, we have to have this uh, this giant culture war, which, by the way, the left is losing, and they're losing badly in the culture war. Wokeism has destroyed these people. It has absolutely destroyed these people. This madhouse that everybody's trapped in on, the, on that side of the aisle, and, like, I don't even know what to say to it. It's insane. It is absolutely insane, the level that they're at right now. I'm not even going to get into to some of the stuff that they're talking about now with this wokeism, because it's just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's revolting to sit there and talk about it. Like the, uh, the, the, uh, this male birth through their, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to go into that. If you're subscribed to us on Telegram, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I'm not, I'm not even going to go down that road. Apparently, I mean, where, where are my manners though? That's science. Apparently I, I just, how, how on earth, how on earth medically, how on earth does any of that correlate to anything? Like that's, that's insane. That's insane. That is that is literal insanity that you're asking me to endorse. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Speaking of science and medicine, let's talk about the saint of Dr. Anthony Fauci, shall we? Dr. Fauci, he's so concerned about the White House Correspondents' Dinner being a super spreader event that, well, he didn't want to attend because he, you see, he was going to protect himself and, and others because he didn't want that to be a big outbreak area. So he he decided for his own protection, he decided to stay away from it. But he attended the uh, the pre-dinner party. And Bruce, as you can see here, um, he's he's maskless um, with Don Lemon from CNN right there. You, you see, you see that these two guys here that are at the, the party before that. But see, he he didn't attend the dinner because he was worried about a super spreader event, but yet he's at the he's at the pre-party before the dinner, maskless, with the same people that are going to be attending the dinner. But he didn't attend the dinner because he didn't want to attend a super spreader event. You, you see. Honestly, uh, it's it's and if this were normal times, if this were 20 years ago and these politicians wanted to go around and, and have their circle jerk i i don't care just leave circle, me alone circle jerk yeah well that's what these are <laughs> all right you know we're, we're I mean, a family I, show I, I, we, we have a little buzzer thing but i mean yeah. you know, it's not warranted in that case i guess yeah, that that's that's technically i mean it's if you don't know what it is and yeah, yeah, don't google it honestly I, I i don't care what they do in their little parties and i, I don't care however these aren't normal times these aren't times when uh, uh you, you had your corrupt politicians they would you know go off and make their monies but still did okay by the american citizenry that, that that's not the case anymore now it's all about what kind of freedoms and liberties can they take from you and you be complicit and then go off and party doing the exact opposite of what they've told you not to do are you talking about Boris um, Johnson? I'm I'm talking about like all the politicians that have said we have to lock down, we have to wear masks, we have to do all these, you know, get vaccinated, all this stuff, and they aren't doing any of that. And in fact, in their emails, they're telling uh, their their circles that you know you should be uh, exercising, have a proper diet, vitamin D, vitamin C, all the all the all the stuff we've been touting and saying you should be doing. That's what they've been telling their circles to be doing, and and, and then. And, and to the public, they're saying, uh, don't go anywhere, 
uh, don't even go outside. And if you do go outside, you're supposed to wear a mask, get jabbed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they hate you. And at this point, I can't make an argument that says they don't want to kill you. That is a fair assessment, isn't it? You, you can't make an argument that says they don't want to kill you. I mean, they want you out of the way quietly. They don't want it public. They, they can't do it publicly. But see, this goes back to what we were discussing before. If they can trick you into doing it to yourself, <laughs> then it kind of takes the blood off of their hands, doesn't it? And if it causes they're, you to... Go ahead. They're screaming. The, that one, the, the one uh, tweet we were looking at earlier, they're screaming for the government to kill them and their kids. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a uh, actually I'll pull that tweet. I posted this the other day and because it, it was just too funny. This guy posts rage crying this morning. Two years of isolating and keeping my toddler safe and I get infected with COVID-19 at a mandatory team offsite, even while wearing my KN95 mask myself. Now my toddlers are exposed. This isn't over. At USFDA, we need to hashtag immunize under fives now. What do you do with that? Well, um, if I were the crazy evil dictator that they claim the right is, um, I would take their kids from them and put them in a loony bin. But I'm not a crazy dictator that does that. Um, so uh, nothing. I mean, I, I would I would argue with them They they wouldn't hear you out. Um, I, I, I don't know at this point. Honestly, I legitimately I don't know. I don't know how you get <laughs> There, there, there's another debate that's going on that has to do with the the uh, gender stuff in in um in our uh, you know uh, outside of this in in circles. Mm -hmm. And I've wanted to jump in so bad in that argument, but um, you there's no arguing with the person. They're, they're so no. sold on that the the transgender idea that no no amount of data, no amount of anything I throw at them will matter. Because what it boils down to is at the end of the day, they have um, in this particular scenario, which this fits with the um, the masks and the jabs and all of that, it requires them to admit that they were wrong. And not only were they wrong, but in the, the case of the, the transgender thing, they were wrong for allowing their kid to transition or begin the process or whatever. And they made a mistake and potentially damaged that child for the rest of their life. That's what they have to admit. Same thing with these people in the vaccines. They can't change their mind on this. Even if you were to show them the data and they were to uh, realize they were in the wrong, they they still don't want to agree that they were wrong because they've potentially screwed up themselves, their kids, and now they're wanting to do it to their five-year-olds and under as well. You know, I, I think this this goes back to what I was saying last week about it is to that point you're, you're making. It goes back to what I was saying last week. People don't want to admit that they've been conned about something. They don't like to admit to themselves that they were actually wrong, let alone admit it publicly to other people. They won't admit it to themselves. But how, how do you I, I'm not sure if there is a way I, I want to say that there, uh, my, my question, my initial question was going to be, how do you snap them out of it? But I'm not sure you do ever. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to work it in my head each day. How did we get to a point now where all of this has now been able to get all of this turned into like this, this meshing of all of this agenda being the same thing? Do, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's got to be COVID. It's got to be Ukraine. It's got to be BLM. It's got to be uh, the censorship. It, it's got to be uh, all the woke agendas. It, like everything has to go together with it. You can't even be a part of it 
and and not all of it. You have to have all of the agenda. Like you can't divorce yourself from any of it. You have to be all in or you're out. That's the cult mentality. That's why we've compared this to to the cult thing. You're either in with everything as insane as the cult gets. And as the cult leaders, as the leaders of that cult, as they get more into this, the insanity gets worse. Look at Jim Jones and the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the Jonestown cult. Oh man, that was, you know, the Kool-Aid, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. Where do you think we get the analogy from, from there? What was the other one? Heaven's Gate. Oh my goodness. What a, what an insane asylum that was. But as the leaders got further and further into the cultic movement and the, the followers, you have to go along with it. Once you're in, you have to go along with the agenda, no matter how insane it gets. And now we're like, we're so far away from uh, reality, I guess, in in a lot of respects with, with all this stuff that it's just, it's not even feasible. You're literally asking a person who has their eyes open to the entire scenario, you're ha- you're asking a person, you're actually not asking, you're telling a person to accept insanity. That's what you're doing. You know, uh, really how you get people out of a cult uh, is they have to be burned by that cult, right? They, there has to be a scenario to where it, they're burned. For example, uh, some of the ones that uh, finally got out of the, uh, some of the cults, you know, the instead of drinking the Kool-Aid and the, the, Jonestown thing. There was a few that escaped and didn't drink the Kool Aid. Um, a few of them hid. It took yeah. them. It took them time, but they finally detached from the ideas of the cult. Um, I know a few people that were in some modern day cults um, that have gotten out, and that's what it took them. Is they had to be burned, and their family had to be burned. Um, now, when it comes to these vaccines, this one is difficult. Because some people we've seen that have been, you know, uh, jabbed and been burned by the jab, they've come to come, they've come to their senses and they realize, Oof, I really effed up there. Uh, this could mess me up for the rest of my life. Uh, but then you have others that have had uh, side effects themselves, went in and got the booster, had side effects again, and then they're going in and begging the government to allow their toddler to be vaccinated as well and getting their teenagers vaccinated it's like i don't know how to save those kind of people those kind even even when you put a a mouse in the you know the little maze and they make the wrong turn they get zapped eventually the mouse learns not to go down that path i don't understand why these people aren't learning when they take the wrong path and getting zapped why do they keep going back for more? And not only do they keep going back for more, they're trying to bring their friends and family along to get zapped as well. I don't oh understand goodness. it. That that is that is so, like I've never heard that analogy. That's a really good one because I actually I spoke to somebody, someone like you're talking about. I, I spoke to somebody over the weekend. It was on Saturday, I think. Nice guy. I mean, you, you know who it is. Nice guy. Someone in their household came down with COVID, and I asked. This has you know been a few few days ago when that happened, and I I asked. I said, "How's the other person in your household?" I said, "How are they feeling? You know, how are they dealing with COVID?" And, and uh, they said, "Oh, it's it's been uh, it's been a it's been a crazy ride the last couple of days." Uh, but thank goodness, you know, I, I went out and I've I've been jabbed, and I, I took my two youngest boys down, and we got their vaccinations out of the way too. So we've been been having a rough go of it, but uh, but we made it through just fine. Thank you for asking. Like I, I didn't say anything. I, I didn't say anything because this person's a really nice person. They mean well, and I just don't know how to approach the situation, if you will. I just don't know how. Yeah. And I just knowing the situation, it's also the fact that we're kind of new to that circle. 
Yeah. And it would be kind of, yeah. It's, it's You weird. can't start lobbing firebombs when you're new to a, uh, to a group, you know, it, no. it just doesn't work. No, you can't do that. And like I said, nice enough people, very, very nice people, very welcoming people. So I left it, you know, I, I just left it. So I, I don't know what else you can do, but you know, I, I understand at the same time, I know why some people did it. I, I'm sympathetic to that. I am. People that have, and, and that's what it was designed for in the initial days was underlying conditions, people at high risk and things like that. I get it. I get it. I know people that have underlying conditions that took it and they're like, look, I, I got some real serious problems. And if I catch that and because, I mean, nobody knew in the first days. And to be honest, I mean, it was taking a lot of people for a ride the first initial time. And so they went out and they're like, look, you know, I've thought about it and I, I know it's experimental and all this stuff. Look, I, I'm just I'm going to go do it because I, I'm looking out for myself. OK, fine. They didn't buy into the whole it's for everybody else and do it for everybody else kind of stuff. They tried to do it for everybody else when the initial people quit taking it. <laughs> so that, that's when they moved to the I'll do it for everybody else. They were placating on everybody's uh, everybody's fear with that. But, uh, you know, going down that road of insanity, because, again, that's that was the the initial step of getting everybody in the door. Right. Because you had to make it about everybody. It was about more than just yourself. Think of your neighbor. Think of your grandma. Think of your, you know, whatever, your your other people in your household, blah, blah, blah. And I hate to keep talking about this guy because, quite frankly, I have it in the back of my head. Like, I, I understand that Musk is kind of like a split off from the establishment. He's not doing what they want. But at the same time, this is still the same guy that wants to implant microchips in your head. That's my problem. That is my problem right there. This is a guy that's going to sell you an electric car. I don't like electric cars. Believe me, I've I've driven one. I've got one parked in my driveway. I don't like it. I, I think it's I, I think those things are terrible. Now, if you think I'm joking, I, I, I'm seriously, tell me where the greenies are. Tell, tell me where all the the, the woke uh, that uh, that's another one right there. Tell me about all the woke green agendas that the extinction rebellions. Tell me what's going to happen in 10 years when we have landfills full of batteries we can't recycle that are completely dead. How's that going to be for the environment? Give me a break with this electric car garbage. Musk has said the Democratic Party has been hijacked by extremists. Isn't that what I said last week when we re-aired the Yuri Bezmenov clip? I started naming off all these groups that have been taken over by opportunists and radicals and uh, and and Marxists and and opportunists and uh, whatever you know, criminals and psychopaths and everything else. All these groups, all of them, every single group that they exploit, they exploit these groups. Every single one that they exploit has been taken over by these opportunists and these radicals and these criminals and all these psychopaths. That's why all of this is turning into a madhouse, as we knew it was going to. That's what happens. Did we go over the scale that he posted on Twitter? No, uh, but I have it. That's a good point you bring up. Um, I will pull this really quickly and then you can describe it. I'll put it up on screen here. Here it is. So what have we been saying for, what, three years now? We're solid. We haven't moved. We're right where we should be, as in us, as in us and, and the other people that are on here. I mean, quite frankly, I was I was actually in a lot of respects. I was kind of I was center. I was center right. And then sometimes I would drift over to the left on certain things, certain things I would, because I, I mean, that's the libertarian side of me. I'm like, yeah, OK, I, I let the free flow of ideas go. But outside of that, I haven't moved. Bruce, you haven't moved. Marty, GP, Ned, any of these, none of us have moved. 
We haven't gone further to the right. I can't stand radical extremists on the right, the neo-Nazi types. I think those people are disgusting. They're a joke. Same thing with the radical communists on the left. I think those people are disgusting and they're a joke. You going to tell me Antifa are nice people? This graph, you, you go ahead and call out what this graph is. This depicts exactly where you said that we have been for the last three years. So th this has kind of been going around the um, conservative media because this is exactly what we've... Uh seen and, and felt. I agree. I'm probably, I'm like conservative, far right, uh, blah, 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 whatever you want to call me. Basically, I'm a constitutionalist. And I, I if you want to go out and, you know, you, you, you want to go get married to a dude as a dude, fine. I, I, I don't care. Or, or woman with another woman. I don't care. That's your own life. Obviously, I take issue when you start involving kids. But anyway, all that to say, Musk, uh, he tweeted out uh, 2000. Uh, it, this is a scale. Uh, three years, 2008. Uh, you've got the right over there. Far, uh, you know, they're conservatives, smiling, happy. He is left of center, right? Everybody all looked happy, right? You had the left. He was kind of not not middle left, but you know, closer to the center than than he really was. Bill anything. Maher. He was Bill Maher. The 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 guy that's on the left there uh, at the top graph. That's Bill Maher. Yeah, that that he was he was the happy type. liberal. Yeah. yeah, he was the happy liberal that was that was joking around about things and and he was very left wing on a lot of ideas, but he wasn't a crazy lunatic about a lot of things. He wasn't one of these radical still, lunatics. Still reasonable. Yeah, still, still reasonable. Yeah. So, still and he still is the data. He still yeah. is reasonable. If, he, he'll still talk. something. Yeah, if if something showed to be like okay, it actually no, this makes more sense to do what the right's saying. They would jump on, they would, they would go with it because it made sense. It was right. Uh, it was truth. Um, then you had uh, 2012. Uh, you have the conservatives still in the same spot, still the happy type. Uh, Musk still center left, but it's further right than it was before. Uh, but he hasn't moved. It's the same place. And then you have the left running further to the left. Uh, his fellow liberals, question mark. And he's looking a more... A little more the the stick figure is looking a more uh concerned. I love the I love the cloud of smoke this behind him as he's running away. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then today, uh twenty twenty one, well, I guess this would be last year. Uh you have conservatives over there on the right, haven't moved still, smiling happy, and this time they're actually laughing. Uh you have Musk, who has yet again not moved. However, he is now center right. And then you have the left over there calling everybody else the the quote unquote woke progressives, calling everyone else a bigot. Uh, that's basically the summarization of what's happened over the twenty years, last twenty years. Um, and honestly, it, it, this is that we is the most moved. detrimental thing to our society. We haven't. We Nobody's haven't moved. Mo yeah, yeah. The only ones that's moved is uh, the the woke progressives. And honestly, this is um, when you listen to the people that have survived, like the Holocaust, or survived, um, like. You know the Iron Curtain and all. Pavel, they've his all story. they do, all do basically to, say the same thing. You think he wants to go back it, to that? You, you think no. the the people that came from that? You think that's the society they want to go back to? Well, of course not. Uh, but they they all like you just refuse to go over the cliff with everyone else. That that is the summization of it, and that's basically where Musk is. He's rooted in what he believes. He he, he you know he's more science based, more data based, uh, uh, and you know, so that, that's why he hasn't moved because science and data tend to not change. It tends to be the same. Your interpretation of the data tends to change. But then you have the left running further and further into the arms of Marxism. And it's um, it, if if the stick figures are to be taken uh, into account of how Musk feels about it, um, 
I think he's concerned about it. I, I think this has uh, made him uneasy. So circling back to what we were discussing earlier, purchase of Twitter goes through. You know, I, I said that I have it in my head that like, I, I still don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy here, because again, this is still the guy that wants to implant chips in your head. This is the guy that, wa- which I want no part of, by the way. Uh, and this is the guy that's going to sell you electric cars and solar panels and all that stuff, right? Which is still part of the, the you know, the whole green, whatever, this garbage revolution. <laughs> that's what it is, green garbage. It's still part of that. So here's my question. Are they, ra- and this is just sheer speculation on my part. Are they raising the alarm bells? I'm talking about the woke progressive types. Are they raising the alarm bells that Musk is embarked on this venture to buy Twitter specifically because the Obama types and the people that are calling the shots behind the scenes in the governments, are they using Musk as a placeholder to bring in that censorship that they need, the government oversight that they need? That is a valid question. Uh, so if you to if you were to take into account the other Musk's positions, um, for example, uh, the reason we're going to Mars is uh, he's concerned about AI and he's concerned about climate change. Well, and when you listen to interviews, he also says that it's because uh, we're behind technologically and we should be 50 years further along. We should have already had a colony on the moon and colony on Mars and colony on any other planet that we can possibly get onto or moon. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't disagree. But when it comes to the technology, getting the implant and everything, um, he is legitimately concerned that the future is basically the human race is going to be no more. Homo sapien is not going to exist anymore. It's going to be uh, what uh, homo machina. I, I I don't know what you would call it at that point. I'm, I'm my my Latin is horrible. Um, but basically, what he believes is the human race is going to uh, hit the singularity, and humans and machine are going to merge. What he's afraid of, uh, if if he's to be to be believed in what he says, what he's afraid of is the people that are currently in power uh, doing the. Um, uh, <laughs> merger. What he's concerned is like, you know, having like Facebook or Twitter or, or Google or them pushing uh, the merger and creating this dystopia. Um, his intent, based on his the interviews I've heard, is he wants to do it first so that he can set the precedent, so he can set the standard, so that um, basically he can keep the dystopia at bay. He wants to try to make it more available to everyone at an affordable price so that you, you're not going to have these elite with, you know, implants that are going to make them far superior to any other human, uh, those kind of things. He's basically trying to make it fair for everyone. That's what I've uh, heard in an interviews. That's what he claims. If that's to be believed, then the Twitter takeover is of the same thing. It's just about uh, freedom of speech. It's just about uh, trying to make a fair playing field. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I take him at his word uh, because he hasn't really done anything like the elite that I'm like, okay, that was crappy. Like you, th- There hasn't really been any instances of that. He's made Tesla. Um, the part of it that I didn't like is he was getting funding from the government to do it, but then he paid it off. And we don't, GM hasn't done that. Ford hasn't done that. Uh, mm, so I'm kind of like. He still has the, he still has the backbone of, of what he does is, which is funded by government contracts at SpaceX. That though, SpaceX, I'm kind of, that one, I'm kind of, it's kind of a gray one for me because the constitution doesn't really say the government should have power of that, but then it doesn't like, 
I'm okay with space and and science trying to further that being everyone getting involved. Yeah. Like the, well, that's, that's so why the government it's a took it over gray. in the first place. Yeah, that's why the government took it over in the first place. Yeah. But the brain chip thing, okay? And you're talking about the, the elites and, and their agenda with it and everything. Klaus Schwab was sitting on the stage at the World Economic Forum speculating, shall we say, and he seems pretty sure of himself. Now, think about the kind of world that we would live in if this type of thing were conceivable. This is what people like himself want for you. Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains and um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants, I can, and we measure your, your brain waves, and I can immediately tell you how the people react, or I can feel uh, how the people react um, to your answers. Uh, is it imaginable? Um, I, I think that is imaginable. I think imaginable or possible. I, I would say it's imaginable in the sense of, uh, yeah, we can think of the idea and come up with it. Sure. Uh, is it going to be possible? You're you're delving into a world that um, science does not understand. So you, you have the Christian element of me saying, um, so, yeah, you'll be able to understand a portion of what someone's thinking because, you know, I believe a human being is three parts. You're a spirit, you have a mind, and you live in a body. That That's the, the, the three-part makeup of a, of a human. The spirit side of things, no, you won't be able to detect that technologically because there is no physical connection. The mind, you're not really going to be able to really determine what somebody's thinking unless there's some kind of chemical response tied to it, which is the, the linking point between the spirit and the body is the mind. So unless you're thinking something that creates a, a chemical response. If, if that's not happening, then I don't know that you're going to be able to detect it. I, I, I honestly, I don't know because you can, you can have ideas without even thinking the idea. Uh, you, you can process information without even processing the information actively. You're not actively thinking about like if I'm watching one of these, these Ted talks or I'm watching something or whatnot, I'm not actively thinking about what's going on. I'm actively no, thinking about the words that are being said. Right. I'm, I'm you're subconsciously processing. Yeah, you're passively accepting everything that's being yeah. told to you. It's like a download. Well, it's not accepting. I, I'm I'm passively like filtering it. If that if that makes sense, like it, you're 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 well, going over it and and subconsciously like I guess there's an element of accepting it because you're you're putting it to memory and then you're going to process it. But yes and no. I, some of the entertainment, some of the entertainment that, that they've brought in these days is, well, it's, just, it's a lot of trash, really. But a lot of this stuff that you see on like Netflix and in the movie theaters and stuff and, and what's on the mainstream media, a lot of that stuff, you have to think that and those that don't watch it, you know, I, I mean, I don't watch it, but well, whatever little bit we do watch here is for research purposes so we can present all this stuff to you, the listener. But a lot of that stuff, when you look at the advertising industry and, and a lot of this marketing that these big companies do, you have to remember something. What was significant about all of this, this mass consumerism that's happened since the end of the Second World War? What changed? We didn't have massive consumerism before the Second World War. Why is that? Because we didn't have the advertising. We didn't have mass media. We didn't have marketing. What did they do? What changed all that? Well, it's very simple. After the Second World War was over, latter part of the 40s, right along in there, first part of the 50s, they brought in behavioral and clinical psychologists 
into the advertising industry. Prior to that, it was illegal for them to do that. And as a result, we've had an explosion of mass consumerism and we've become decadent. So are you processing this information or are we passively accepting it as it's being given to us because our center of logic and critical thinking and reasoning has been bypassed through the download of this information, the way it's presented to you? Uh, it would depend on, I, I guess it depends on the person and how you process information. Because uh, as an example, I would, uh, well, my family would do this too. I, I mentioned I'm a uh, Christian if in a church service. We will take note of of things, points, scriptures, all that kind of thing used. And then afterward, we would go over it. And when we would go over it, many times it would be critique. Not in that, um, you know, we, we know better or, or the pastor's wrong and, and blah, 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 whatever. It was you were going over it and saying, look, uh, this is what the scripture says when you go uh, earlier in scripture. Like, you know, you, you so basically this is what it boiled down to. Uh, when you're looking at scripture, this this is a general rule for everything information based. Uh, but when you were when you were looking at it in scripture and the pastor pulled a scripture out and they were saying, this is how it is. These are the scriptures I'm pulling out to say this is how it is. Right. Well, you pull those scriptures and you go back and you look at them in the chapters. You look at them in context. What was the writer talking about there? What what was the uh, message being sent there? Does it match up with what the preacher was saying? Same kind of rule when it comes to information in general. When somebody's quoting data to you, what study did it come from? What did the study prove? You need to look at the finer details of everything and look at it in context. When somebody, somebody shows you a, a soundbite and, and you're looking at it and it's like, man, that, that sounds really bad. Like, uh, and then you go and listen to the original in context. Listen to it 30 seconds before and 30 seconds after, a minute or whatever. And you look at the entire context of that, that framing. It can completely change uh, the message. Uh, so it, it really depends on the person. I, I personally, I, I know some of the, the advertisements and stuff. I remember, hell, I remember some of the, the ones as, uh, from the Super Bowl, like when I was in middle school, right? I remember some of those because they were funny and they were memes that grew out of that. And we would, we would you know, I remember back when the, uh, the this, this is going <laughs> to... I feel old telling this story because they don't make these kind of commercials anymore. But you remember the the Budweiser commercial where you had the alien going, what's that? Yes, yes, yes. And the frogs. That was don't middle school. Don't forget about the frogs. Yeah, that was middle school for me. Okay. The locker rooms, the, the, the men's locker rooms, that entire year or semester or whatever after that Super Bowl, that's all that went on. In oh, there. God. In fact, the, the the they started handing out detentions and whatnot because <laughs> the teachers got tired of it. So I remember some of those because of the other events that happened around them. But does that mean I go to the store and I'm like, man, I, I think I'm going to buy Budweiser? No, no, it it has no no, it has no effect on that. So basically, what I'm trying to get at is it depends on the the person, how you're interpreting and the the data that you're being presented. Are you taking it and writing it to stone? Are you taking it and analyzing every bit before you put it on the shelf? And that's what I'm trying to, to tell people. You need to analyze every bit of information that comes in before you store it and before you, you say, yeah, this is, this is good. This is good. You, you need to pick through everything that you're told. And I, I mean that in everything. Even, even when you're sitting there in the pew at church, you need to go through everything. You need to analyze everything. And we've lost that to a degree. That, that requires critical thinking. I guess. 
and that we, we've kind of lost that. So to your point, yeah, some of it has been lost. And again, we haven't moved. How do we get it back? A good way, a good start, I, I would think, is, um, you know, when you, I, I, I like this one because it's hilarious, but uh, the messages that are on um, like uh, power tools, for example, or the uh, warning labels on things, you know, don't stick your genitalia in a chainsaw, as an example. I've those warning labels. War- I have never seen that warning. Yeah, I have to be it, honest. It was. I've never. It was a joke don't, that went around for a while. Don't yeah. use a hair dryer while you're in the bathtub. I mean, some of those warning labels are just just get rid of them. People need to be bit in the ass sometimes, and I know they do it because lawsuits and everything. But our society has become so soft when it comes to these kind of things that when everything is before you like the the warning label is on everything well i shouldn't do this it eliminates the need to critically think critically analyze so obviously if there's no warning label on this then it's safe to do this no use your brain you know is is it going to be safe or not you know how electricity works is is taking a bath with an electrical item smart no don't do it it's as simple as that. So I think that's a good start is quit coddling people and require them to, to critically think in little things and it'll it'll expand out and grow to to more. How dare you talk about common sense things and ask people to think for themselves? What's wrong with you? How'd you make it on this podcast other than the fact I told you you had to do it or I wasn't going to do it? <laughs> uh, that, that, partly true. Yes. Yes. Uh, the hot coffee one always gets me. That's another one. And how did the hot coffee yeah. label get on the cup of coffee from like McDonald's or whatever it was? How did that get there? The woman was handed coffee through a drive through window. The people at McDonald's told the woman, this is very hot. Be careful. Don't drink it too fast. It's very hot. And what does she do? She takes the cup and she speeds off, spilling it all over herself and scalding her body and getting second degree burns or third degree burns, whatever it was. And she sued McDonald's for, I forget how many millions of dollars, and she won. Yep. And part of the lawsuit or part of the settlement or whatever it was, McDonald's now has to put disclaimers on every cup of coffee that they sell saying that it's hot. Um, I, I would have been satisfied if the judge... Uh, presented the woman with an award and say, here's your Darwin award. Congratulations. Get out of of the courtroom. That's so ridiculous. I I want common sense courts back while we're at it too. Can we start there? Can we start with some, some logical thinking from the bench? Can we do that? Can we disband the ninth circuit for God's sake? Can we get rid of that because it's completely irrelevant? Can we do that? Look, if we're going to do politics at the local level, which I believe that's where it has to be. If we're going to do politics at the local level, then we need jurisdictional rulings that are based in common sense. It has to be that way. We can't have politicians on the damn benches. It can't work like that. We got to get back to common sense. We, we, get, we got to get back to common sense. That's all it has to be. And that's all we've championed here since we started was common sense, logical thinking, reasonable thinking. That's it. That's all we want. We just want sanity back in the world. We want peace and quiet. That's all we want. We just want normality. We want peace and quiet and we want to be left alone. Simple as. All right. um, We're going to have to go. Uh, We're at time. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up? Do you know someone you're trying to think on their own? Well, then we would very much appreciate it if you would send them our direction. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.